Hey, would you look at that? Would you just look, look at, at that? It. Just look at it. Just look at it. <laughs> Welcome to the real spiel. Yes, sir. We're back. It's only been a week. All right. What do you know? We're back and ready. Introduce us. Brian Pennington, and Drew Pennington. Here's my name. That's it. Okay, That's all I need. Slow it down just a touch so you're, uh, you know, so we could understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So my name's Drew Pennington. Uh, best barber around town. I'll fade you up real fast. Get right with me. And uh, my dad, best home inspector in San Diego. Put oh, a cap on, on it. Put come a cap on. on it. Put a cap on it. Um, yeah. And we're here to talk about some fun stuff today. It's uh, it's October and we're finally cooling off. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So we've been talking about how it's hot as hot as Hades ever since about two days ago. And I woke up to a nice, cool uh, little rain session. It was drizzling and it was nice and cool. And I got a... I I sleep with my window open. I got a nice cool draft. <laughs> I got a nice cool draft on my face, and I was like, "Ah, finally some cool weather." You know, I went and got some. Well, actually, I don't drink coffee, but I wanted to go get a nice warm cup of something and snuggle up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm, real. I got a flannel on right now. Yeah, it's kind of chilly in here. I'm a real big. Uh, I'm really about comfort and coziness. I don't know if you, anyone knows me like that, but I love. Getting cozy and cuddly, and you know, I love comfortable couches and warm uh, sofas and <laughs> blankets and warm drinks and movies. That's my. If you want to make me happy as a girl, that's what I need. Not always, but. <laughs> wow, we're we're really diving into your your likes and dislikes. That's good. Yeah. Okay. We know you don't like too hot a weather. You like a cozy. It's important what I like. Cozy couch. Okay, I'm taking notes here. I like the cold weather. I've only known you for 20 years, so I'm getting <laughs> getting to learn all these things. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just thrilled uh I can go outside and feel like I'm not going to get skin cancer. Yeah, and it, it's uh but it is pretty windy outside. There's a gnarly fire. We drove out to Orange County today and in Irvine, there's this gnarly fire going on. Let's uh thoughts and prayers go out to those people out there dealing with that, the firemen. Shout out to you guys. Crazy. No one no one listens to us. That's a firefighter, but if they do, How do you thank know? you. Thank you very know. much. We could have tons of firefighter fans out there that are hiding under the analytics section. If they're too busy because there's so many fires this year, they're too busy. They wouldn't be listening to our podcast anyways. Good for you guys. Thank you for doing the the hard work that no one else wants to do. Exactly. Um, uh, let's dive sports. right into it, buddy. Well, well hold we on. We got to touch on sports for well, one hold second. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding. What? All right. No, I'm saying hold on. I was making fun of you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We already exhausted the Lakers subject because they are world champions for the 17th time. Mm. Now our Dodgers are in the World Series. How's that been watching the uh, Dodgers? Like I've mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this past episode, but I know nada about baseball. But uh, it was actually really fun. We watched the game on Friday night and then Saturday Saturday night. Or Saturday? Yeah. No, so, sorry. Saturday night and Sunday night the, the Dodgers played. And um, it was great. It was really fun. I enjoyed so, watching it. It's it's not as exciting as basketball, and I never will like any sport as much as basketball, but I got to admit, I had a damn good time. It was fun. And Drew doesn't even know what a pinch hitter is. I don't know anything about baseball. He, he thought it was, why would he pinch somebody? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do know that we have family up in L.A., the Higgins, that love the Dodgers, so. Well, yeah. Well, I grew up right next to Dodger Stadium. Okay, Dad, but you're not even nearly as close as a big a fan as the, the, the Higgins. Come on. True. 
Absolutely. They, they, know, they probably can name well, every single person on, yeah. the, on the team. Um, I, I The only time I ever get interested in baseball is when the Dodgers make it to the World Series, so I haven't followed baseball yep. very much at all. Although Dodgers have been red hot for the last several years. And my best friend, one of my all-time best friends, names Jesse, doesn't listen to the podcast. That's okay. I still love him. Uh, he's a very good baseball player, and he loves loves watching baseball. So, yeah, But he's a Padre fan. Shout out to you, Jesse. Love you, bro. Which is That's okay. My man. That's it's my fine. Man. It's fine. Padres are cool, too. Yeah, so anyways, we're going to have fun with you know, that. If you're born in L.A., in Echo Park, where I grew up, couple miles from Dodger Stadium. And here's some trivia for you. You ready, buddy? Sure. Your grandpa that you never met, mm-hmm. Theodore Robert Pennington, Yeah. played in the Dodger Stadium band. Woo! Did you know that? That's dope. Guitar? Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. That's super cool. All right. We're done with the sports talk. All right. Band. Desert Island band. Go. Boom. MGMT. Wait a minute. Prior to going on the air, you said you were going to take somebody else. You're yeah, I switched it up on you. You know, we keep it raw on this podcast. Okay. Throw a little curveball at you, huh? Jeez. Okay. You get me playing? So, yeah, MGMT is my favorite. Our Desert Island pick. Um, you have a particular album? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, oh, hold on. I'm racking my brain right now. The name of the album is Oracular. Frick, I don't know how to pronounce that. Oracular. Spectacular. Oracular, spectacular. And uh it's a great album. It's got some fun fun songs on it. Okay. It's pr- it's pretty uh it's pretty what's a word? I don't think they use a lot of maybe they do use a lot of guitar. I've never seen them play live, but it's a lot yeah. of um they, they do. do. They do. Okay, actually my dad did see them live in San Diego. I'm jealous. He didn't even know he was gonna see them live and they he went to a festival and saw them. But um that's one of my favorite albums. Oracular, well, spectacular. Well, give, give give your listeners a song. Something, something check out uh weekend wars okay great song any female singers in there no sorry chris <laughs> next week i have a female singer already lined up for you chris okay. actually it's not for chris it's for us but it's from his recommendations so mgmt yeah anything Listen else you want to say about them um no they have a song weekend wars and time to pretend really make me they make me smile. I was just actually in my room right now doing my laundry, cleaning up for the week, and I put on that song, uh, Time to Pretend. And it talks about um, being a, ch- a kid, the fun the fun times of being a kid and the innocence of the, the youth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you're a little kid and you got nothing to worry about. Right. And it's, you know, he's saying, I miss the comfort of my mom. And I, I feel that. You know nice. what I mean? When you're young and you get that comfort of your mom does everything for you and, you know, hold your hand when you cr- you know cross the street and you know what I mean it's just, it's a it's a nice it's a nice feeling when you're a little kid nice okay and what's the name of that song time to pretend time to pretend mgmt yep. i think they're a great group yeah tell them about i love them tell them about when you saw them live well it was funny cuz i'd never heard of them uh, actually i had heard of them but i didn't know anything about them and i'm at this festival with Dwayne Hile how you doing Dwayne you um and couple of his bros, a couple of really cool guys. We're having a great time. We're watching... Some brewskis. Huh? We're watching another band. Uh, let me see if I can remember their... Thievery Corporation, that's right. Big, big, huge stages. So we're watching um, Thievery Corporation. The, the setting is just beautiful. It's on the bay in San Diego. Really beautiful night. And then... Um, so I text Rachel, Drew's sister, my daughter, and told her where I was. And she's... 
all of a sudden she texts me back. She goes, go see MGMT. Well, oddly enough, within two minutes of her saying that, I realized that's the next band coming on on the stage next to us. And they came on mm-hmm. and I thought they were incredible. Really, really impressed. Yeah, they're super cool guys. And uh, they kind of remind me of television. And I know that's probably a pretty obscure name. A couple of listeners might remember television. They came out with an album in I know. probably 78, 79. Fact check me on that, Drew. But anyways, super cool artistic group. And uh, they really remind me of that. But anyway, that's kind of a funny story about MGMT. But yeah. 19... Awesome group. 77 and 75. Really? Yeah. I know exactly this. The, the band. I love television. They have a couple songs that I really like a lot. Marquee Moon. Marquee Moon and See No Evil. I like both those songs. Anyways, um, that's sweet. What's yours? Um, talking Heads. And I'm trying to remember the name. <laughs> Under Pressure? No. Yeah. It's... Uh, hold on. Um, my Daily Brain Fade. Talking Heads... More songs about buildings and food. <laughs> Super weird uh, group. They're awesome. Oh, man. So cool. That album, I like every song on that album, particularly a song called Warning Sign, where some of the lyrics, one of the lyrics is, look at my hair like, like the design. The design. <laughs> I mean, how awesome is that? I like their song where they where there's a music video where he's, Brian whips out some sick dance moves. That's David Byrne. I mean, David, sorry, David Byrne. And, but uh, Brian Eno did produce that album. Oh, you might find yourself with a wonderful house. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's with a, a wonderful wife. That's a different album. It's a different album, but, but uh, yeah. in a different part of the world. What did he say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm horrible with lyrics. He's super funny. But anyway, um, check that album out. More, wait, what's it called again? More songs about buildings and food. Um, so, fantastic album. Every song on there is great, like I said. And you want to hear my Talking Head story? Yeah. When I saw them live, 1982, Greek Theater, mm-hmm. went there with a couple friends. One of them was an L.A. County sheriff and another friend. I'm, I'm not going to mention any names. But anyways, um, they went up to some scalpers to get some tickets, and, and I was sitting out in front by myself, all of a sudden, this guy walks up to me and said, do you need some tickets? I said, yeah, I do. Do you mind if I look at that chart right over there? And uh, I went over and looked at the chart. Front row. No, excuse me. Three rows back, right in the center. I said, yeah, I would like to buy this ticket from you. How much? $20. Fantastic. I said, how'd you get the ticket? He said, oh, I'm in the band. And he did have a name tag on there. I didn't know. I was talking to Bernie Worrell. Le- oh, legendary. Bernie. Legendary keyboard player. And uh, anyway, went inside, sat down. A um, couple of my friends, the Birdman was there with his sister. And when I sat down on my seats, there was 10 empty seats right there. And I'm all by myself. And I looked back and I flagged everyone down, waved them all down. They all came down. We all sat there and watched the most incredible show. That's when David Byrne came out, start, opened up with Psycho Killer, just an acoustic guitar. And uh, then they just wheeled out one band member at a time. The drums came out next. And anyway, long story short, incredible show, incredible band. Check them out, Talking Heads. Next up, Drew. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so kidding. we do 
we've been doing Desert Island pick for albums, and then we we're doing that for movies. And I, and this week rolled around, and I thought I don't have that many Desert Island movies. Um, we're on episode what is this ten or eleven? I think eleven. Maybe, okay, maybe not. Maybe ten. And it looks like I have about ten Desert Island movies that just absolute must see movies. Um, after that, I think just movies that I enjoy. But I, th- I thought we'd switch it up a little bit and just talk about movies that we watched the prior week pro- prior to doing this podcast. How's that sound? That's right. Okay. See how we're we're planning this out. We're ho- we're having a board meeting as we're uh, <laughs> broadcasting. Exactly. So, what movie did we watch this week? You don't remember? Or are you asking me? I do remember. It's called Moneyball with Brad Pitt and, and Jonah Hill. And what do you think of it? I thought it was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice soft movie. About baseball, mm-hmm. kind of coincidental because I had never watched a baseball game before that. And then after that movie, the next day, I think we watched the World Series we, two we, nights in a row. We had a lot of baseball in our lives this week. Yeah, but it was a really good movie. It was about a true story about the Oakland A's. I think it was a true story. Yeah, right? I believe it was. A true story about the Oakland A's, uh, the general manager, and him. Uh, Played by? Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. That ugly guy. And then that other yeah. super handsome guy. Jonah Hill. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's they, cruel. I'm sorry. They're both beautiful people. Um, it was a great movie. I thought that the the character was pretty believable. Brad Pitt did mm-hmm. a good job because there's a lot of people out there that sports is pretty much their life. And um, he was willing to turn down a pretty hefty check just yeah. because he was obsessed, a year. obsessed with uh, his home team, the Oakland A's. Not going to say that I'd be able to do that. I don't feel tied anywhere that much, really. Tell me about it. Even if it was Boston. Hey, I'd be I'd move to Nebraska if I got twelve million bucks. Really? Yeah, because then you could have a house wherever you want. Up it to twenty. That way I could buy a helicopter and fly out of there every day. (laughs) (laughs) No, you need a private jet. That's funny. So yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I think it was even grandparent friendly, apparently. Yeah, grandparent, but with Zeta. Just a cute movie, nothing super artistic. No one's going to be winning an Academy Award, but definitely worth watching. And uh, I enjoy movies where there's a, like a true story. Well, I enjoy it. Sometimes. Not, yeah. not it, you know, to break I, it up a little bit, but. I enjoy true stories. I thought, too. I thought that that called for a good movie, that storyline. We didn't talk about the other true story movie that we watched with. Uh, <laughs> Which one? With. Uh, What's that guy's name? The guy that was also in Moneyball, the coach for Moneyball. Oh, the Hoffman? master. Yeah, the master. Yep. Talk so, about it. So we watched. We could talk about another movie. We We're watched on. about the master. We watched about. We watched the movie The Master, um, because it was on Netflix, and my uncle recommended it. It's pretty good. And I read a book recently, all about Scientology, and this movie. They didn't say it, and I don't think they claimed it was, but they. Basically, we're basing it off of some accounts of L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, and the crazy religion, that so-called religion that they uh, formed, or that he formed. And th- the main character was Joaquin Phoenix. Again, mentioned him again on this podcast. He did an insane, insane job. Now, that acting role was like... And, and what, what's Hoffman's name? C.W. Hoffman or something like that? What's his in, the, in the movie? No, his real name, the actor. That oh, I don't know. Died, his, I don't know his name. That played. I, don't, I guess he was playing L. Ron Hubbard. He was really. playing L. Ron Hubbard, yes, and I don't remember his name in real life, but he was 
phenomenally believable and it's a pretty dark movie not something to watch with any kids <laughs> Moneyball's okay but uh the master it's pretty intense um in terms of crude, adult crude adult. crude crudeness i guess it's pretty crude right yeah. and uh yes yeah another one of those movies that accounts for a crazy life story because Elron Hubbard had a pretty pretty damn crazy life uh some pretty crazy experiences yeah. and some pretty wild things happened I, I, I along those with those people that he was involved with uh yeah I think the the you know you shared with me as you were reading the book over the summer out by the pool you were reading me little stories and stuff so the movie was great but he did a lot they didn't really show all the crazy things that he he did they kind of tamed it down a little bit i thought yeah i mean the, they did a good job but i'm just saying they still made him look crazy but from the book that i read over summer he did even way more crazy and gnarly stuff than, what's the name of the book um it's called going clear mm-hmm. so anyways that's that um that was another movie that we watched and yeah. it was pretty good it's pretty, I, would, I would say go ahead no it's just dark it's not Nothing like Moneyball. Moneyball will cheer you up, and this movie will be right. like, oh, wow, okay, that's pretty crazy. I was just going to add, you know, it makes me wonder that uh, if uh, Joaquin Phoenix, how much acting he's really doing, he kind of reminds me, like, the, the role he's playing, I'm like, is is he... Method acting. How, how hard is that of acting, or is he just like that? I mean, he he strikes oh, me he as was, a pretty crazy dude. That he was, was very nuts. similar. He was similar nuts the, in that movie. I know. But just it felt like that that role became very natural to him. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he that, that was like Oscar winning acting right there, in my opinion. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. You know, not my favorite movie or anything, but sometimes you just got to take a step back and be like, "Wow, that was really well put together mm-hmm. and cast well." All right. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest today. It's my very special and beloved grandma. Her name is Esther. Esther, say hi. Everyone, how you doing, Bubba? I'm doing great. <laughs> Getting dinner ready. What's okay. for dinner? Tell us what's for dinner okay, tonight. Okay, we're having chicken salad, um, and then we're having um, butternut squash Ooh. and baked apples. Ooh. Mm. Okay, Delicious. guys. Cancel yeah. the podcast. We're coming in. All yeah. right. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna do a little different thing here. We're gonna talk about what's uh what's one concert that we wish we either could have seen well it's kind of like what lily's question was but i'm going to tell you what's one concert my dream concert that it would be to go would be to go that what i would what is your dream concert that you haven't seen yet my dream concert that i haven't seen yet that i never will see because they're not going to do this would be to see radiohead's okay computer live what year would that have been 1997 yeah, before you were born. Yeah, so see them tour about 1998. Maybe see them do it in either, I don't know, somewhere like London or somewhere cool. You know what I mean? London or Paris or L.A. or New York. So since I, you know, talk to Tom all the time, maybe I'll put that bug in his ear. Mm. See if they could do a OK Computer tour. A reunion tour? Yeah, just that album. That'd be insane. Or maybe two albums. That's too short. If they do the two OK albums. Computer if they do a OK Computer tour ever yeah. again, I will not hesitate to buy it. I don't care how much it is. I'm putting it on a credit card. I Me can't too. miss that. Me too. I can't miss it. So I'm right there with you. One of my favorite bands in my top five of all time, and I've never seen them. It's a uh, big bummer. 
Well, uh, uh, don't say that. You've seen Tom York. That's pretty much... I did see Tom York. Not 80% of the... T- uh, 60% of the talent right there. <laughs> Even though the main talent is their guitar. I don't know. That's hard no. to say. It's, that, it's, it's the whole Radiohead package. But I do remember when we were in high school, they had, um, they had a concert when I was about 16, and they, they were for sale, the ticket they were going on tour, and they had a show in San Diego or L.A., I can't remember... And the normal tickets on most websites like Ticketmaster, uh, StubHub, all that were literally $250 each for like the, you know, just the average general admission tickets. But Radiohead on their website said, we will do this at 9 a.m. on Wednesday and we're going to sell like a couple hundred t- general admission tickets for like 55 bucks each. And I remember I had a math test that I was taking. And I told mom, I called mom right before the math test. I said, mom, I have some money on my card. Go on and please wait for me to get in the waiting room and buy the, me and dad some tickets. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And unfortunately, she got in the waiting room and it put her out. And she said, and it said the tickets are all sold out. Wasn't her fault. The system was sold overloaded. Out. Yep, system was overloaded and we missed out on it. So we could have seen them for about 50 mm. bucks. 50 bucks. Okay, next time they come to town, we're, we're going. We are going. All right. So what what would you say is your favorite concert you've ever seen? Do you have any favorites um, that stand out? One of the most fun concerts I've ever been to. Um, they're your favorite. No, I don't have a favorite because they're, they're all different. Okay. But my one of the most fun concerts I've ever been to was actually a rap concert, ASAP Rocky. Um, nice. You know, I don't yeah. really necessarily recommend anyone him because he's just kind of, you know, party, rap, fun, crazy music, but... God, what I when I was growing up, I had a blast listening to him, and I got the chance to see him live with a bunch of friends of mine, and we had a ball of a night. That's cool. I was with my friend Nick Getz and Robert Young, and a couple other people, and we there's a big giant mosh pit, and we just went crazy for about two and a half hours, just sweating. And Where was that? Jumping around the the Pachanga Arena or something like oh. that. Oh, yeah, it was packed. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I showed up there, I showed up late. That's a San, that's a San Diego sports arena. Yep. When I showed up there, I showed up late, about twenty minutes late. Doors were opening at like eight o'clock, maybe, and I showed up at like eight fifteen. And they hadn't opened the doors yet. I got really lucky, and my two friends were waiting for me. The lines were so long; they had four doors on all four sides of the stadium, and the lines were—I don't even know how many people, but you know, just imagine a very long line on all four sides and I pulled up and my, my friend, uh, JP, he was standing at the very front of the line and I saw him and he Score. goes, Drew, come on over here. He called me over and I walk right in front of all these pe- hundreds and hundreds of people standing in line and I got right up to the door, first person in line. So that was your, you know, it's interesting when you you're telling me about your favorite concert and we're hearing about all the, uh, well, pre-concert stuff. How about the actual concert itself? Well, the actual concert was... Ripping? I mean, yeah, the music's not like anything impressive. You wouldn't like it, but it was the energy that that rapper brought to that show. I mean, they have a lot of power. You know what I mean? They just sound He just sounds powerful when he comes out there, man, with that, that bass, that heavy bass and his voice, and he's yelling, and there's... I don't even know how many people do you think fit in there. Was it a full stadium? No, they, they it was all the floor. Right. And then probably about... 
one fourth of the actual, you know, the arena. The arena, yeah, mm-hmm. was filled up. Okay, but most of the people wanted to be on the floor because so they wanted that, to dance. That means and, there was four thousand people there. No, it had to be more than that. I'm just guessing. I have no idea. I would say probably seven or eight thousand. That's people. you know, that's when I saw Van Halen there yeah. in 1977, their very first album. Uh huh. That's what it was. It was a quarter of the arena. Yeah, it wasn't, which was weird. So they, they were, you know, they had a like a basketball or uh, the arena, and then the stage was backed up to the back, and then everything from that stage forward was open. Mm-hmm. So the behind this the arena, behind the stage, all that part it of the closed. arena was closed off, but everything else there was people there. And I remember, I'll never forget when he first comes out. The light show was insane, and everyone just that you could feel the energy, just everyone jumping and. Sweating and screaming, and it was just like, wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. And I just was thinking, this guy gets to do this every night, go to these... And get paid handsomely for Go to these shows and probably get paid about seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 of people screaming his... A little more than that, but... Screaming his name, and, you know... Yeah. I was just like, what the hell? Anyways, yeah, that's my that was one of my favorite concerts of all time, because cool. more so not even for the music, just the experience and the energy and the memories. You kind of had a, a funny, funny story um, right around the corner from there. Do you remember? What, with the other guy, the YouTuber? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I could tell that. Because <laughs> that was hilarious. What was his name? Danny Duncan. Oh, yeah, Danny Duncan. My dad loves him. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll tell it real fast, and then we'll wrap it up. Sound good? Sure. I so can tell Dan- you about my favorite concert, too, if you want. Yeah, Danny but- Duncan was a YouTuber. Prankster kind of goofy guy got really famous really fast on YouTube from going viral. You know the deal how internet works. Um, went viral really fast and doing nothing, doing nothing except for being a kind of a an a hole. Honestly, he's kind of he's a dork and an a hole, but he's funny and popular. And he was gonna have a show um, down in San Diego, and we bought tickets. Me and my friend Jack Sellers, shout out to you, buddy. And we took the train down to San Diego, and we're walking from the train station to the uh, to the arena with our skateboards. It wasn't even an arena. It was just a little club. Probably had... It was in like the arena parking lot or right, around, right yeah. around the corner from the arena. Yeah. Maybe 1,500 people were there. It was packed out, sold out show. You know, he's still... Kids. It, yeah, kids. All young people our age, 16, 17, 18. And we're walking across the street with our skateboards. And I look over to the left and he has a very recognizable car because he always talks about his car and shows it in his videos. And he's standing right, he's sitting in the car right there as I'm crossing the intersection and I'm going to his show to wait in line. And I was like, what the hell? And so me and Jack ran over across the street and I <laughs> I walked right up to him and I said, Danny, Danny, oh my God, I'm going to your show, bro. And he goes, hop in. And he opened up the door and we hopped in with him and his friends and he drove us, <laughs> he drove us to the show. The show. Drove me to the show. Yeah, he drove us. That's the same car that they destroyed after the show, too. Yeah, so he drove me and my buddy to the show that we were going to go see for him. And not only that, but he pulls up to the show, um, and all the line was huge. The line was huge. And he pulls up to the show, right? You know, like he pulls up to the, in the front of the show in his car, and everyone recognizes his car, and we get mauled by people. And everyone thinks I'm, you know, me and Jack are famous or something because we're sitting <laughs> in the car with him. You know, it's funny, too. It was a. You go up to L.A. and you used to follow Jesse and Gina. Yeah. What was their little thing called? BF versus GF. Huh? BF versus GF. Oh. Boyfriend versus girlfriend. You went up to L.A. like three different times and ran into him, I met three, him three different times. times. Yep. 
It's like, what, what is you with you and running into YouTubers? Well, when I was a kid, I, t- I watched that YouTuber every single day of my life. Remember, that was my routine. I'd come home and he had a 10-minute vlog and I would watch it and eat some cereal and pig out and watch his, watch his vlogs. And um, I told you and mom when I was like maybe 11, 12, to all the way to 14, that was my dream person to meet, right? Yeah. I was like, mom, if I can meet anyone, it'd be Jesse. I met him three times. And one time, I mean, you guys hung out and talked for like an hour. Oh, yeah. One time I went to this little show and he pulled up on a skateboard and I, I had already met him before, and I said, "Hey, I met you. I met you like a year ago, and we talked for about forty-five minutes." Mm-hmm. How weird is that? Yeah. Anyways, weird. you got a way of rubbing elbows with all those celebs. <laughs> Not really, really celebs, but whatever. Mm-hmm. They're fake celebs. Kind of now, they're modern-day celebs they on are. YouTube. That is true. They got Jesse has ten million subscribers, so that's pretty significant. Whoa, that's more. That's more than. You know, our, our our podcast following. No way. Yeah. You don't say. Substantially. Okay. All right. We'll talk about my favorite pick next week. Let's wrap it up, buddy. That's it. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little more uh, talkative today. That's okay. I'm glad you are. Thank you. Love you. I love you too, bro. All right. We had a good, uh, good little episode there. We're going to have a good week. I'm going to be barbing still. Come and check me out. West Coast Barber College. I'll fade you up real clean. Nice. Come see you in my fades. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the real spiel. Love you all. Take care. Take care, y'all.